5: In the time before AT&T Fiber Internet... What? What are you doing in me dungeon? It's the only place where the bloody Wi-Fi works. Oh, and you don't mind the spiders. Spiders? What spiders?
2: Oh no, they're everywhere! Oh! In the time after AT and T fiber internet, it's nice having fast, reliable Wi-Fi in the whole house, for sure. The dawn of a better internet era with AT and T fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Check eligibility at att.com/getfiber.
0: AT and T smart Wi-Fi extenders may be required. Sold separately. Restrictions apply.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Kustak. I'm the NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and I'm hosting a new podcast called NBA Flashback. NBA Flashback takes you back to the best moments in NBA history through exclusive archival audio from the NBA vault.
6: Hurry, Wait after bang,
2: bang! And each week, we'll have new interviews with the legends who were actually on the court. Check out NBA Flashback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
6: peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina
5: Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply
4: because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless.
5: I'm Nina Turner. Hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast
6: Rashawn McDonald, Money-Making Conversations, here we go. Thank you, Stephen A., and welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Before I get started, I want to just uh, think back on Saturday, we did a live event. We have that HBCU College Day event here at Clark Atlanta University. I want to thank uh, everybody on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. We changed lives this past weekend. Uh, WCLK was out there in full force supporting the cause of a uh, Students enrolling in the HBCUs, most in particular Clark Atlanta University, had a long line of interested parents with their teenagers there, wanted to enroll on campus and took some tours of this great campus. So, I want to thank all the organizations, that call all the military, all the corporate, and all the HBCUs who participated, and more importantly, I want to thank the parents and the young, the younger generation who thought of thought of will to change their lives and make a decision in their lives and that's what it was all about on saturday and again thank you hbcu college they will be returning in 2022 so keep your ears open because it was fantastic it was overwhelmingly uh, a successful event but we are listening to money making conversation so let's get back to what you guys may be listening and want to hear from me It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. You hear me say that every week and start writing your own. And we always talk about gifts. We always talk about purposes, a purpose. If you have a purpose, then leave with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My guests I bring on the show are guests that I want you to call in and talk to or ask questions. The number to call in is 404-880-9255. That's 404-880-9255. My first guest today is uh, Laura Foos. That's F-O-O-S is her last name. She is the CEO and owner of Foos Financial Services. They provide tax preparation services to individuals and specialize in small business taxes. She knows all too well about financial struggles having to overcome them and using that knowledge to turn her life around, having gone through personal bankruptcy herself while she was seven months pregnant, being a a single mother most of her daughter's life, then starting several profitable businesses. That's how I met, through the Neighborhood Awards or the Hoodie Awards, depending on what time you came into my life when I was co-producing that and co-created that with Steve Harvey. She works as a business finance manager as her full-time corporate career with Dignity Memorial. She has been in the deaf business over two decades and she is passionate about serving families at a difficult time but she's here to talk about your life want to talk about if you got tax questions financial questions or that are dealing with your taxes it's never too late to talk about taxes i should say never too early because a lot of people always think about the spring was well, the fourth quarter this is when you prepare to get ready to file those taxes please welcome the money making conversation a good friend of mine she is the most requested guest on my money making conversation platform miss laura foos hey mr
7: Donald, how y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me back. I always love uh, being on the show with you all.
6: Well, great. Uh, Laura, where you, where you at right now? You're on the East Coast? Where are you
7: at? Yes, I'm on the East Coast in uh, Food Studio Financial Offices because, you know, we had just purchased the commercial building this year, so I'm in our space.
6: Oh, okay. Keeping up with Rashawn, huh? Purchase a commercial <laughs> yes. building. Okay. Uh. Trying to keep up with you. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Now, I mentioned earlier you're the CEO and owner of Foods Financial Services. Tell everybody exactly what do you do and why do people come to you for for your services.
7: Okay, so Foods Financial Services is a tax preparation company. So we provide tax preparation services to individuals. Um, the majority of our clients are small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, as well as I provide financial education uh, to those clients helping them start businesses or getting their businesses set up, um, tracking income expenses and all those good things. We
6: well, you know interesting thing now because I want to go back to uh, we always talk about multiple streams of income. and so that's the goal. you know, you can live comfortably with one, Lane of income, that's the traditional route of living that way. But multiple streams of income is where you really want to get with your life, when you feel you can take control of your life. And if you're trying to be a multimillionaire, I don't care if you look at uh, anybody who runs Apple or who owns, who started IBM – They are multiple streams of income because they buy other things. Like, Google owns several properties out there. They don't just own, you know, like Facebook owns Instagram. They own a lot of other things. So, that's, see, corporations have multiple streams of income. It's only now that individuals are starting to understand those selling principles. Talk to us about uh, the importance of multiple streams of income, and when you come in, it's helping them manage those multiple streams of income, Correct.
7: Yes, yes. And, and well, and of course, now, if you live in America, especially if you live where we live, like I'm in Maryland, Prince George's County, Maryland, like one of the wealthiest counties uh, in the country for African-Americans. So, I mean, there's no way that you could have one stream of income living here, you know. And then, uh, like myself, I became a single mother when my daughter was two years old. Uh, So having a single stream of income for most families is just not reality. You know, you have to have more than one stream of income, even if you have a six-figure job. You know, when we're raising children, having households, trying to save for our children to go through college, trying to save for ourselves to retire, multiple streams of income is a must. Um, So that's what, like I said, whether it be coaching, you know, clients one-on-one, um, working with them each tax season or, you know, as I post daily on my social media page. Um, but what do those multiple streams of income look like, um, though? Because I think it doesn't mean I can't work any more hours in a day. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, I can't work any more days in, you know, any more hours in the day. So there has to be particular things. Like I said, one of my favorite is you know, real estate investing, because that can be making money for you while you are working. Um, or stock investing. You know, most of our retirement accounts are invested in some type of stock or mutual fund. Um, so that we have to be looking for things that can make money while we're still working. So,
6: well, you know, yes. that's that's key. The word, the style, we're still working. A 40-hour week we can turn into more than 40 hours a week, depending on the type of job you have and the commitment that you have to that. 40 hour week job. Now, when you're talking about, you know, we talk about mailbox money, that's checks that come. When you you talk about making money while you sleep, that's another term that's used when you're dealing with multiple streams of income. But when you're out there just trying to pay your bills and trying to, you know, make it to the next paycheck, that's the cycle you're trying to get people out of. That's the cycle that you don't want to stay in. because That's the cycle that oftentimes shortens your life expectancy because of the fact that stress takes over and stress is tied to money, correct?
7: Yes, that is, um, I think if you look that up, it was when I did some research on it, it's like 66% of the people, most of their stress comes from financial reasons. And I'm sure we've probably all seen that most divorces come from some financial reasons, right? right. Um, so that's why I'm constantly talking to not even just my clients are on social media on a regular basis, Um, we're discussing, you know, how to set yourself up so that you have a monthly budget, that you're watching your money, you're managing your money, so that there is a way that we are telling our money where to go instead of wondering where it went. As a matter of fact, I have a a webinar coming up next Wednesday talking about that exact thing. Um, Because, yes, we don't want that stress from the finance. And then that's hard to continue to be motivated to work and right. create those multiple streams of income if we're stressed.
6: Well, the interesting thing about it when I'm talking to Doctor Doctor, she call her a doctor because she always cures me of my my problem, my tax issues. When I'm calling her about the see, I, I kind of cheat on the show a little bit, y'all. You know, I get that's why I like y'all to call in because you guys are probably going to ask a question. The number is four zero four eight eight zero nine two five five because of the fact that. A lot of times, that's the problem Why people get into financial problems. They they may feel as embarrassing. They may don't want to admit they don't want to know anything. That's why you have experts in your life. I always tell people, if you're going to start a small business, HR has to be important and accounting has to be equally important because you don't understand your budget or how your income is coming in and your expenses going out, then you are a disaster. And you're also living on more prayer than fundamentals of business. And that's what a lot of people use the word. Because I uh, hear hear a lot of people going out on faith. I hear that a lot. Faith. (laughs) Faith has nothing to do with math. Faith has nothing to do with income. But it has a lot to do with expenses. Now, you cannot pray away your expenses. But income and proper planning and proper accounting can help you get through there and enabling faith to win. Am I correct in that statement?
7: Yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with
6: that. Yes. So with that being said, you, we talk about tips. We talk about things that change. And you know, the three most important tips entrepreneurs need to know about taxes. Because the one thing about taxes is that we come out of COVID. Let's talk about that whole situation. And let's also talk about how why people need to get out of the mentality that they should only worry about taxes the first quarter of the year. And we always joke around, you and I, when we talk, you know, people, because you and I used to talk about that. You know, taxes are, are year round. People are filing extensions and and the an extension that expires in October. Then they got to recalibrate themselves to file taxes again in January, because entrepreneurs or corporate taxes are March fifteenth, personal taxes April fifteenth. But that all changed during the COVID. How is it balancing itself? Are people have people caught up?
7: No, people are not caught up. I don't even want to tell you the pile that I have sitting on my desk right now of tax extension clients. That, like you said, tax extension. They only got an extension till October 15th, which is like two weeks away, and I still have a pile of clients that I am waiting to get the documents. Um, so, yes, remind everybody, tax extension deadline is October 15th. So send in your documents to myself or your, you know, your tax preparer. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing. Um, Even though it's been really weird talking to clients, because during the pandemic, a lot of people were at home, right? So you would think that everyone took that time while they're at home to, you know, get their houses in order, get their paperwork in order, get their businesses in order. And unfortunately, that did not happen. I think most people were just trying to get through the day. Because I find most of my, a lot of my clients who always filed on time back in April, which they got, you know, an extension till May, who are always on time. This year, they're filing later. I've had, to, you know, keep following up with them. So I think that a lot of people during the pandemic were just trying to get through the day. Um, and now that we're beginning to, you know, be outside again, um, we're try- I'm certainly trying to get everyone back organized and getting back on track. And and that's difficult being an entrepreneur. I was just having a conversation today with a client, yeah, especially if you're a full-time entrepreneur, like that takes a lot being organized, get up every day and not just go make money, but then you have to be concerned about the background and all the, you know, the administrative things, such as the taxes, the business bank accounts, keeping everything organized. So it's, a lot and that's why you have to have
6: a team you have to have a team of people that you can trust to help you get it all done and keep it organized absolutely well organization is the key to anything i have tell that to myself uh, multitasking uh I, if you don't have understand time management that's the key that's the quickest way to failing and it, uh, uh, achieving your dreams are impossible if you don't understand yeah. time management but we're also tips and knowing people and mentorship and also or having experienced people around you. Now, you say you just purchased the building. Why did you purchase the building coming? Because I purchased mine in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Of course, I thought the pandemic Me would too. be over Me with too. now. Now you purchased the building.
7: Yes, I purchased mine as well. But of course, well, it came up because as we've been talking, I think I've been on your show um each year talking about taxes. So I started Foods Financial Services. I think now we're in our ninth tax season or going into our ninth tax season. And I had been just renting, you know, renting a space at another tax office. And finally, you know, when everyone keeps saying you have to do it on your own and do it on your own. And finally, um, because also, we know, I have um, a full service salon with my three partners.
6: Hold that thought right there. Ms. Foose, we're going to be right back with more money-making conversation because I want to talk about your partners. Again, if you have any phone calls, or you want to make a phone call to the show, 404-880-9255. This is Rashawn McDonald speaking with Laura Foose. She can answer all your tax questions. Just call in, and we'd love to talk to you.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends,
2: Now, let's return to Money-Making Conversations Live with Rashawn McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255.
6: Hi, you're listening to Money-Making Conversation. As stated, I am the host. It's a new show. It's a live show we do on WCLK every Tuesday. I call it Big Tuesday because you can call in. It's live. And I, I come into the studio on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. And the purpose of coming into the studio is to... Give a different take on what we're trying to do, what the purpose of my show. My show is to give you information. My show is to give you uh, people come on my show, share share secrets of their success, their business. But more importantly, it allows you to talk, allows you to express what's on your mind, allow you to talk and give comments or just be able to hear a different perspective, told by somebody, I like to believe I'm successful in this business. I like to believe I've done successful things in this business. And I'm not trying to charge you anything. I just want to share the the good wisdom that has been given to me that I've been blessed with over the years through my hard work and the relationships that allowed me to uh get to where I've gotten to today. And one of the people I met over the years it all came back with the neighborhood awards and if I bring it up she's gonna say, Rishon please bring it back. Please bring it back Uh she was Everybody misses the hoodie
7: neighborhood
6: award. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh but then she was talking about her three friends who are uh, uh, who won several neighborhood awards in Las Vegas and uh were, were stout uh advocates of the show and what it brought to the community as far as supporting small entrepreneurs or small business owners because that's what it's about, because they are the true stars of the community. They pay taxes, they employ people, and sometimes they go on un- un- unnoticed, and that's what Money Making Conversations is about. And you were talking about them. Uh, please bring up the conversation again, Laura Foods, right before the break and explain that relationship with your business partners. Oh,
7: yes. So what I was referencing, so we started Salon Couture. Salon Couture is, this month, as a matter of fact, celebrating 14 years business. I mean, yes, five neighborhood awards for best nail salon, best hair salon in the country. Uh, so realizing being in that business for so long, we always rented the space, and built out someone else's space. So when it came to, you know, expanding my tax, business, wanting to add other tax repairs on my team, adding employees to my team, I knew that I did not want to pay rent. To else. So that's And we started um, looking to actually
3: purchase
6: a
7: space. So, yes, I I purchased my space during the pandemic as well.
6: (laughs) Cool. Well, we have a phone call here uh, calling in on Money Making Conversation. Laura, let me bring Kimis. I believe I'm saying her name right. Uh, Kimis from Atlanta, Georgia. What is your question?
5: Well, my question is I want to definitely first start off with telling you thank you so much for dropping all these amazing jewels and wisdom. Um, I've kind of been listening to your show now. I want to say it's been a few months since you've been on the air. Thank you. When I've caught it. And I love everything you're talking about is so true. I love how you both were just uh, giving your um, facts about entrepreneurship and how you have to run your business. And I know I'm an entrepreneur as well as I work corporate. And I know all sides of it. And yes, we have to wear all hats, but definitely being organized. I'm known for that in my business
6: well you uh, well kind of so similar glad, to uh I love you,
5: love you. <laughs> thank you you're kind of similar
6: to Laura because you're still in the corporate world as well Laura as well as self-employed talk about that balance of having to do that because Kim is doing the same thing she says she's still maintaining her corporate job as well as being self-employed because multiple hats can be grinding can uh, lose personal time can lose vacation time but you got to hold on to that personal time you got to hold on to the vacation time that was something I had to learn over the years talk about that Laura
7: Um, Yes, well, congrats, Kim, because, yes, I am certainly for, as we talked about, multiple streams of income, and I'm all for my entrepreneurs. I'm all about my boss ladies and businesses and helping businesses grow. For myself, though, I still maintain my corporate career, first of all, because I love a 6% 401K match that's free money. I love five weeks paid vacation when I still need to rest and relax. I love that good check that comes every other week. I love my corporate vehicle that pay you know that provides me a vehicle maintenance and gas. So I leverage the money and the things that I earn from that corporate job to put into my other businesses. Um, and yes. this year, what I really started doing is getting a team of people so that I could work smarter, not harder, because I'm not willing to give up. You know, all of my evenings, all of my weekends. So I did begin to, in the beginning, I always thought that I had to do everything myself to save money, um, and then I would have more money. However, realizing now, as I very well. And then I can focus on the things that I I do very well. So yes, I'm not giving up vacation time or personal
6: time either. Hey, Kim, <laughs> did you have a question? Oh, she's gone. Okay, cool. No problem. Let me ask you this question. Um, you said October 15th, you have a stack of um, tax filings on your desk. What happens when you don't receive the information from your clients? What happens then?
7: Well, I think um, what happens if I don't get their information there to file their taxes? Yes, I, mean, I can't be more concerned about their taxes than than they are. I mean, of course, <laughs> we yes, emails, um, we send some text messages, but if they, you know, because I do have clients that will maybe slip through, you know, that they, have a lot of people make, they not file for that year, um, then. Yes, it's nothing I can do. If they don't give me the information we've already filed the extension and now we're at the extension deadline, then they would just have to pay a late filing penalty whenever they do file. Which is you know, which is not a large amount, but like I said, it's you know, I can't be more concerned about somebody's taxes than they are about their own.
6: That's true. I <laughs> I have been there. You know, I always tell people, you know, when you make the decision when you have to let people go or, you know, you have to fire people. Nobody wants to do that. But if they're I can't worry about their rent if they don't worry about their job, of their responsibility of being able to do what I asked them to do, show up to work on time. You know, do the work I asked them to do in between the hours I'm asking, I'm paying you to do. So when it's the same thing with life. If somebody asks you to file something, they don't give you the paperwork to file, they can't come back and complain. But they will complain, and they would somewhat kind of blame you to, for the problem. So you have to always have your paperwork in place to be able to adjust to people who will not understand. Rules are not made to be broken. They are they're made to be followed. But Kimis uh, was not off. She did drop off the line. She did have a question. Kimis, what was your question?
5: Um, I guess my, my question is: I want to be able to contact um, the tax preparer, as well as I need mean, to stay in touch with you um, and be a guest on the show.
6: Okay, well, that's no problem. Just leave your information afterwards, you know. And now, now, as far as contacting Laura Fuchs, she's based in Washington D.C. How do you do that? Do you? I, I know this is a public radio network. We really can't. We really can't put ourselves in the position to be able to solicit or give out information like okay. that. But off-air, if you leave your number, then I'll be able to uh, set up a contact relationship, okay? Yeah, person. Thank you. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now, here's the interesting thing about you. Uh, and You are a very, very passionate person, Laura. You know, you said that because of the type of business you are in, Dignity Memorial, and, and last year had to be uh, a year where we saw – the accelerated deaths of so many people and it now is picking back up in the fall how do you balance that because that's a very emotionally draining business that you're in and then you also still also in another business which is also emotionally draining in the financial services business with taxes how do you balance that and then you have a wonderful daughter who's now in college who you Yes, she's in her
7: year. Can you believe she's in her? I <laughs> believe. Right. But I know if people see me, they would never believe, that looking at me, that I have a daughter that is a senior in college, but I do. <laughs> well, good.
6: That's a good thing. Now, with that being said, yes. how do you balance these two amazingly difficult emotional jobs? Because people want to know. Um,
7: well, I think the balance comes in because, yes, my, my corporate career, of 25 years is in the death care industry. However, my my backing is um, accounting and finance. So even at the corporate job, I am a finance manager, so I still shuffle a lot of papers, crunch a lot of numbers. Um, so fortunately, during the pandemic, you know, I don't meet directly with family. Right. It was certainly um, a, a toll on everyone in our company, as you can imagine, because even at the time that the pandemic started, we were never, like, work from home, of course. Like, we never, spent home. it was a lot of overtime. Um, and like you said, it was, I mean, it was the same thing at work. It was, that's your job. You have to do it. But, of course, the thing to balance all of that is making sure that whatever you enjoy doing, that you budget for that, whether it be money. So, you know, my favorite thing is I have to go out to eat. Like, as long as I have good food and I have, like, and I can watch Fast and Furious on the weekend, then, you know, we can regroup and refresh. I think being a business owner, e-balancing, you know, the multiple streams of income, I think it's just making sure that you budget out the time for you to regroup and refresh. But normally mine is on, like, a Sunday. Sunday is my day that I try not to do work, you know?
6: Right. I, I, I want to switch gears here and talk about all these apps they got out here because the IRS has changed the rules on notification of income of $600 or more, you know, because a lot of people, they'll send an invoice to me through PayPal, but a lot of people ask me to play through Zill or Venmo or eBay or... Uh, You know, it's really so many different ways out there. But the rules have changed, and you have to really, really be aware that the government is tracking you now. Is that only just on the personal side or on the business side or also on the personal side, too? Because it used to be you can kind of, like, slide – Different income levels and not report it. Not saying that's a wrong thing to do, but you could get away with it if you didn't do it so much. But now, IRS is notified every time that happens. Talk about that major change that's happening January first of twenty twenty two to anybody who gets paid six hundred dollars or more. Yes, and so with
7: hope you know, if people talk to a tax preparer or financial advisor, you know, we would always advise our clients. Anytime you have a profit in your business of $400 or more, you have to do your taxes and you have to promote that income or claim the income, right? So as I've always promoted to my client's And hopefully other people were as well, because we knew, like, they did not develop all of these apps just for our convenience, right? Now, some of them get a small percentage or they get their fees, So then it does create income for them. But, of course, we knew that this was a way for them to track our money, right? And they know now as more people are creating, you know, becoming entrepreneurs, having side hustles, you know, a lot of people, everybody has now a side hustle during the pandemic. So many amazing businesses were created. And so what they're doing now um, is that if you have earned on any of these platforms, like I said, Cash App, Zelle, Etsy, eBay, all those things, $600 or more, they will send you a 1099K, which means income that you need to report. As well as they'll send a copy to the IRS so that it's cracking down that we have to claim that income. And as I said, now, for myself, I always, for years, have been telling clients, you need to claim the income, but keep good tracking of your expenses so that most of that income, we can write that down for you. But yes, so starting January 2022... If you earn $600 or more, they'll issue you a 1099K, which you would get at the beginning of 2023. Wow. So, yes, they want their percentage of everything.
6: <laughs> Can't get away with it. We're going to come back. But when you come back, I want you to respond to the changes in the tax credits, uh, okay. earned income, age changes, the unemployment changes, child dependent care expense changes, and what's new coming up in your brain. But right back you, I'm setting you guys up. You come, don't go nowhere. When you come back, she's going to answer all these things. If you want to call us, 404-880-9255. I'm talking to the wonderful, the talented, the dynamic taxpayer, Laura Foods. Be right back with more Money Making Conversations.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Andreas Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. But what's Noom and why does Noom need a Chief Psychologist? Noom is a weight loss program that works with results that last because we know that changing the way you eat starts with your mind. With Noom's proven psychology-backed tools, one-on-one coaching, and flexible plans that emphasize progress over perfection, you'll have the tools you need to change your relationship with food. So sign up at Noom.com now and lose the weight for good. That's N-O-O-M.com.
4: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating
6: world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Live with Rushon McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255.
6: Uh, uh, coming up on the show is the founder and CEO of Brewmaster of Rhythm's Brewing Company. Uh, she's especially known as the Lady Lager. She made history by becoming the first African-American woman-owned beer brand in the state of Connecticut and the fourth in the country. That's coming up on the show. But let's wrap up. Uh, Laura, you you always bring me information. You always keep me abreast of all the changes. And before you left, you know, you're based in the uh, Prince George's County area of Washington, D.C., one of the largest black, I guess, uh Communities from a standpoint of wealth in America, and you out there doing your thing with your multiple streams of income—you hanging in there, aren't you? You hanging in there? Yes,
3: I'm
6: hanging in there. <laughs> when we talk about child tax credit changes and earned income age changes and unemployment changes, why were these changes needed, and will they benefit us?
7: Um. Well, I think a lot of the a lot of these changes, of course, came about because of the pandemic, right? So some things, I I was going to point out a few things, and I took some notes because, of course, my brain is only so big, so I don't remember the exact numbers, so I did take some notes so that everybody could have exact numbers, Mm -hmm. Um, but some of the things we have to be mindful that when um, they passed the American CARES Act, that they were in effect for 2020, but they did not extend to 2021. So some things got good, some things not so good. Right. Okay. So let's point out um, what is a good thing. So one of the though which everybody has been talking about because I get questions about it is the child tax credit. So if you had children, you know, you used to get a child tax credit of two thousand dollars per child up till it's under sixteen. What they did for this year, twenty twenty one, they in three thousand dollars per child and then if your child is under 5, dollars per child. As well as another benefit that I've never heard of them doing, people started getting advance payment of that credit back in July. So they were getting a month's credit from July, August, September, October, November, December. So that's the great part, right? More money per child. The only thing that I caution my clients out and being careful because you could opt out of taking the credit is remember it is an advance against that credit so like for my clients that i have who maybe um parents are now separated or they're divorced and they take turns claiming the child so maybe they started sending them the money because they claimed the child in 2020 now in 2021, they will not be claiming that child. So if they already got that advance money right. and they have to deduct it on their 2020, return, that means now they may owe taxes. Wow. So that's why I say we have to make sure, you know, that we understand the credits and how they really work to make sure that we're not setting ourselves up come tax time. Um, so that was one. That was a big one because I know everybody knows about the child tax credit. So that is a good one. Um, another good one, um, it, a lot of people forget about this, is a child and dependent care expenses mm-hmm. where, you know, for your children under 13, you claim dependent care expenses. We used to only be able to claim $3,000 worth of expenses. Now, for the year 2021, you'll be able to claim up to $8,000 in expenses. Now, remember... Now, this, like when I send Sid, the kids, to private school, we can't write off the private school education. It is for, because that's a choice. But you can deduct when you're paying before care, after care, summer camp, because you're going to work. We can write off that. Okay? Um, can I say another one? We have time for some more.
6: One more. and I, one, no, Actually, more. actually, actually well, we probably need to go, but I want to hear what you got coming up so I can go on to my next guest.
7: Okay, yes. Okay, so real quick, the only other thing that I want to make people sure that people know not a good thing was that for 2020, when we were getting unemployment income, that first $10,200 was not taxable. But guess what? For those that still were getting unemployment in 2021, that is not the case. That income is going to be taxable, so they need to make sure that they're withholding federal and state out of that
6: unemployment income wow okay miss Foos I want to thank you for coming on my show as usual yes, you, you know me. well you're an amazing talker and I love your energy you. and your your information you give helps all people and again when I need you I, I can depend on you to come back on the show correct
7: anytime anytime all, all right see right in
6: october okay cool well, we'll see you next month again laura Foods, based out in the maryland uh prince george's county area she's one of the top financial tax uh for small businesses in america thank you for coming on the show laura thank you
7: y'all take care thank Bye-bye. you
6: well she's on the phone and i want to thank her for being patient allowing me she's all the way up north connecticut area uh my next guest is elisa bowens Macado. she's the founder ceo and uh Brewmaster of uh, CEO of Brewmaster Rhythm Brewing Company, affectionately known as Lady Lager. She made history by becoming the first African American woman owned beer brand in the state of Connecticut and the fourth in the country. Alisa, she's a professional salsa dancer and owner of Alisa's House of Salsa. She's owned that business since 2000, so we're talking about more than 21 years. Got, glided on into the beer scene in 2018. Her passion for music, dance, and beer have played a significant role in her life. Both of elisa's grandmothers were beer drinkers at my father he was a big beer drinker or lager drinker elisa remembers her grandmother telling her that the key to success was finding your rhythm in life recognizing a significant gap in the 114 billion dollar beer industry she has made it her mission to tap into an untapped and underserved demographic in the country please welcome from connecticut straight out of connecticut to money making conversation Alisa bowens Mikado. how you doing yeah.
1: I'm wonderful thank you so much for the, this invite. I am I'm really happy that I can join you today
6: well first of all you know we got to start with the salsa talk you know the you know because I I would think I because you know it's really funny about <laughs> that when you hear the word salsa it just automatically you just want to move like you really know what you're doing. you doing you'd be sitting in your chair and I just didn't mean to say yeah. salsa I just went you know I did yeah
1: you know what is funny? Everybody always puts one hand on their chest and one arm up in the air. Yes! And yes! they do this kind of movement. Can you <laughs> picture that right now? You say salsa, and that's immediately, and that, that music that you're just playing, that's your salsa music in your head. But it literally comes out, so yes. You're
6: absolutely right. It, it's, it's really because it's such a um. It, it, there are certain beats that stay in your mind, like the you know, reggae. You know the, that a uh, Bob Marley beat just stays into your mind, oh. and then you know, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. You know, you go if you think of reggae. There's a beat that's going to stay there. When you go to salsa, that immediately, like you said, you know, my hand went in you know, on the top of my stomach or my heart, my other hand went up in the air. I was kind of waving at somebody. I don't know who waving back at me, but I was doing my thing. But why does that, why does the music grab you like that?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm going to tell you uh, exactly why. Uh, it's got so many beautiful instruments and beats and rhythms in salsa, and it just brings you to, if you close your eyes and, and you picture, like, an island or, you know, palm trees or a happy place, but with just percussion and music mm-hmm. moving, that's that's the excitement. And that's why I don't care who you are. If you hear some, hear some salsa music yes. and your foot doesn't start tapping, mm-hmm. then, you know, we might have to awaken up that, that soul. <laughs> <but> so it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's not, it, it really it's, a, it's an incredible, uh, infectious, infectious uh, dance and music and, and just, you know, culture. So.
6: Let me ask you this, because you teach it. You have a, you have a school that's going on, like I said, like roughly 21 years, owner of Elisa's House of Salsa. What what, or what are the fans or what are the students that come to you? Are there a certain age group or a certain demographic, a certain racial demographic that comes into your courses? Because 20 years, you kind of get a sense of who your clients are correct
1: yes oh absolutely and i will tell you they are people they look there's the de- demographic and the diversity in what i see in my class right. um it's unbelievable people come in there basically they either want to find something that they're missing in life
3: mm-hmm.
1: um i've had people who have shared um, stories about divorce or um, I mean, deep is like losing a child and they just needed to come and connect. And for one hour, they could just get away. Um, I've got people who are, you know, do- we're right by Yale University. So we've got, you know, doctors and professors that are just their workload is crazy and they just want to get out on the dance floor. But then I've got like people who are Latino who are just like, I need to reconnect with my culture. Mm-hmm. And then I've got black folks that come in because uh, I'm African-American.
3: Mm-hmm. And you
1: know that salsa and and the beats and the rhythms start in Africa. So it's just people that want to dive more into the history of where salsa has come from or where the dance. So, I mean, I'm talking just people who have two left, left, left feet. Right. So people have a little rhythm. Mm -hmm. Those people, uh, I've seen it all. I've seen my babies, I call them, from ages three um, up to, you know,
3: 75
6: Wow. Well, you know it's interesting, you know, because you know it, that's how powerful salsa is. Because you know my original connection to this interview mm-hmm. was you were the founder and CEO of Brewmaster Rhythm Brewing Company, and but then yeah. I start reading your bio and I started reading about salsa. And the next five minutes, we talked about salsa, <laughs> I hadn't even said anything about lager or any beer drinking yet. So it just shows you how powerful that is. Is now do anybody come in there? Because we're going to talk about your business. That's one of your business. First of all, you you're a person of multiple streams of income. Let's get that out. She's a, a female yeah. entrepreneur she's an african-american female entrepreneur one of the fastest group of entrepreneurs that are growing in america are african-american female okay. entrepreneurs and it's really because women have always been the the lead the the ones who handled the money in the household and now they're taking it out mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs is becoming a natural leadership role for you as as being a person who had a business and then you transitioned into another business that kind of like was part of your lifestyle, like they always say, if you're gonna invest in stock, invest in stock and things that you buy naturally. If you if you wanna go if you go to Home Depot, buy Home Depot stock. You know, if you if right. you buy an apple if your phone's an Apple buy, you wanna buy stock, buy an Apple phone. That people say commonality. True. Is that how you got into yeah. the, the the brewery business?
1: Yes, because yeah, I always say, you know, you can find your rhythm in life in more ways than one and if something is working for you and you and you jump into something else that, that's a passion um, then it's like I always tell people, you know, just go for it and being like they always say that serial entrepreneur I would say let me tell you exactly how I got into the beer. Let me just keep it very, very, very real with you. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's God rest their souls. Were both longer drinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember the Ponies of Miller High Life. Right. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. So as a as a kid, um, my favorite place uh, was you know to, to dance around because I you know I was like oh I think I'm grown but you know as a, as a child you, I saw my grandmother drinking out of these bottles these cute little bottles and when I became of age they would let me sip and it was beer and so I be with the girl always who was out. You know, people ordering like wine and like martinis, and I'm like, no, I'll take a beer. And so my palate for beer grew, and because it's in the DNA with my grandmother's, I'm like, I came from a lineage of beer drinking women.
3: Mm-hmm. But I
1: mm-hmm. will tell you, when I was, we were uh, in Cape Cod one year at a beer festival, and I noticed two things: there were not a lot of women, mm-hmm. uh, but then more importantly, I noticed that there were not a lot of black people, right, uh, or people of color at this beer festival. And I mean, I didn't expect. A lot. I was in Cape Cod, so I'm like, okay, I you know, I know there's not a whole bunch of you know. <laughs> right, you in Cape, Cape Cod. Cod. You,
6: you're not in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> in, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. New Orleans, I mean, I, you know. I, I, right, right, exactly. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But then I was drinking the beer, and I'm like, nothing reminded me of my grandmother's. Nothing reminded me of normal, regular beer that right. I grew up drinking. So with that said on the way home um i'm in deep 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 thought and my husband said what why are you so quiet he's like like did i do something and i said no i said but thank you for bringing me to this beer festival because i looked at him and i said i'm gonna make my own beer and the wheel started spinning and the wheel started turning and i will tell you when i started researching the industry and, and it found out that it was a 114 billion dollar industry and people of color and women were getting less than point zero 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 five. Wow. And trying I probably left out a zero
6: you left, yes, out that, there. That, and you left out some that, suds that. on that beer too. I, I
1: left out some suds. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo,
6: exactly. we're going to be right back with uh, to hear more of this story. Uh, if you want to talk to her, uh, a little salsa talk, a little beer talk, a little lacquer talk. 404-880-9255. 404-880-9255. Please come back. Join us. Money-making conversation. I'm speaking to the CEO, founder of Brewmaster Rhythm Brewing Company based in Connecticut.
2: Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Live with Rushon McDonald. If you have questions or comments, call 404-880-9255.
6: That's right. 404-880-9255. I'm talking to Elisa Bowens Mercado. She's the founder, CEO and brewmaster of Brewmaster of Rhythm. You know, every time I say that, I always want to say brewmaster to, to the CEO part. Really, is the title of the business. Brewmaster Rhythm Brewing Company. And she's affectionately known as Lady Lager. You know, I, I will tell you this, Ms. Mercado. You know, my dad, he wasn't a lager drinker. He was a beer drinker. He was a beer drinker, you know.
3: <laughs> Paps
6: blue. blue Ribbon Beer, my dad, he, he smoked EBR. unfiltered Camel cigarettes, and he was a hardcore. He was hardcore. And a six-pack, yeah, he, he would sit on the front porch and wait till the sun go down, and he did his thing. So what is the difference between that nice word, lager, and beer? Or is there a difference?
1: So a lager is a type of beer. It's a style okay. of beer. So yes, so a, a lager would be considered a PBR your dad, you know, what, what he would drink and uh, you know, all these big box brands. Right, okay. You know, when you, you, those are those are the those are the lagers. So it it's a style of beer. The earliest styles of beer were pilsners,
3: mm-hmm. it's a
1: very light beer. It's easy drinking, it's refreshing, it goes down well and so it's just another form or style of beer that is brewed
6: okay now let's, now let's talk about this this will always gets interesting when i when people do businesses or open business i have no concept of what they're doing i'm talking about me personally Cause you can sit around like say you're driving with your husband. Gonna, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna. How do you start? How do you start with the concept of of getting in this business with an idea? Just because of the fact that you know both your grandmothers they, they ordered beer and it was part of your really? culture. I'm not saying culture from the standpoint of view, you were used to it. It was, it was very familiar. It was beer instead of wine. You know. How did that? What? How did that? How did that? Give us everybody oh, who's listening. How did you get started?
1: yes entrepreneurship starts with dedication and research those two words you have to be dedicated to whatever you're jumping in but make it a mission and find out as much possible about that industry that you are jumping into you don't want to go into like a firefighter would never you know rush into a, a building without having the proper equipment or the mask or the oxygen Whatever you do, make sure you're diving into that industry and making sure you know everything about what you're diving into. That's what was my that was what was drove me to really start researching it more. But then when I got into the economics of it, and I said, "Black folks, we drink a, a, a lot of, we consume stuff." We 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 consume trillions of dollars worth of stuff, and we wear trillions of dollars worth of stuff, whether it's uh, boots or sneakers or whatever your hair. We we just we really contribute to the the economy of this country. But what do what do we own? So when I research that, I could be put in a position where I can employ people of color and I can get some economic empowerment behind this mission. It all just made sense. But research, dedication, and just know what you're – but make it a bigger – make it a mission of where you're moving in these industries. I literally – I want to see our beer on the shelves next to all these other big-name brands Mm -hmm. because I know that we we consume – so if we consume something, then we we can start taking ownership of it, and that's where the entrepreneurial spirit drives um, what most of us are doing these days. And you mentioned something very important. Women are on the – I mean, we're in the forefront of small businesses uh, popping up all over. We're taking control. We're taking back power. We're moving into industries. I don't know, one of the – I'm in a white male-dominated industry. Yes. But this, this male-dominated industry, I will tell you, it's doing billions, not millions, billions of dollars annually. And uh, the revenue that we're receiving, uh, it just it, it didn't make any sense to me. So with that said, after researching the beer industry um, and playing homage to my grand, both of my grandmothers, God rest their souls, I knew that this was a, 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 a journey that I was going to go on.
6: So... Okay, the the idea it all starts with an idea, and then but yeah. you also have people around you that question the idea, like because they because uh. you know average average person first of all you know average person deals on eight to five so they know when you say you're getting a job at a post office or you're working at a bank or you driving a Uber or they they can rationalize that because they can right now when you're talking about you you oh, you know I'm, I'm gonna start my own beer company okay how did that translate to the people around you?
1: People are like, you're going to do what? They're so like, you're going to do what? And then they're like, black people drink. Then it, then it goes into, we don't own businesses like that. I said, well, we're, we're about to own a business that, that's like this. I said, because we, they call, you know what? It's so funny. They call us the Black Ball Weiser. Right.
3: Mm hmm. hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. the black? They're, they're like, you're going to be the Black Ball Weiser. They, they were just like, because you're on a mission, but you're, 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 yeah, we we do we 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 know we absolutely do, but that was the misconception that we that we we didn't. So, um, you know, the black and brown people, black and this is a black and brown thing, you know, right. Heineken Coronas. So it's one of those things where we have to break that stereotype.
6: Really, and you're you're country. telling the truth because we consume, but the aspect of being the person who distributes or or yeah. or produces. We can't fathom that. that that's the cycle that, as an entrepreneur, that we're starting to break, and it's being led by women. Why do you feel women are leading the charge in entrepreneurship, especially African-American women? Because that's a fact. It's not something I'm making up. It's not something I'm just complimenting you about. That is a fact that African-American women are breaking down the doors as uh, the fastest-growing CEOs in corporate America, fastest-growing entrepreneurs, in the business world. What is that? Because you're one of them. What is, what is pushing you or driving you in that positive place?
1: You know what, it's creativity. I'm gonna tell you, it's the it's creativity. It's about making, but it's, it's accountability. See, I think um, when you talk to uh, black women, it's about the accountability aspect. It's about, we have to make sure that we are in these industries to open up doors build bigger seats, build bigger tables. And that's what we, that's what we, that's always in the forefront of our brain. Um, and especially in my mind mm-hmm. and my favorite, my favorite quote is, you know, what, if you walk into a room and you're, only, you're the only one that looks like you in that room, then know that you're in the right room because that's where change happens. And if, I think if we have a mindset like that, um, especially as women of color, um, we are all about, you know how we do, we're all about making change and mm-hmm. seeing how we can build and grow and bring everyone along, you know, with us. Like, Hey, listen, we weren't, we weren't growing beer before. No, we were always actually growing beer, but we were just never recognized for it. So now we've got to break down those uh, doors and, and bust open those glass ceilings. So that's my, mo- that really honestly is my motivation and national distribution, I want to walk into Atlanta. I'm in Connecticut, and my beer is distributed in Connecticut, but I want to walk into, I want to come and visit your show.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I want you. to
1: walk down the street literally into the, to the, the local package store. or
6: Whole foods, foods or Sprouts oh. or Publix or yes. any of these great stores absolutely. that African-American people go in and get product and see your product on the shelf.
1: And, absolutely, and shop every single day and be able to, Purchase the product, and I mean, I will tell you, we are in Whole Foods, we're in Trader Joe's, we're in Shoprite, we're in Big water We are—they're here in Connecticut, and we're grateful and we're we're happy and we're proud that that has happened in the the three years that we've been in in, in business and been brewing. But there's a bigger picture. There's a di- there's a demographic around the country that wants more brands that look like
6: us. We know really,
3: see that, and it's every really way. important
6: that you say that because when we look at commercials and see the diversity in commercials, it's really, you know, it's nothing to see a black-white couple in the same bed in a commercial, eating food in the commercial, <laughs> and showing love for each other in commercial. And that same diversity is coming into the business world. And when I think about... I always start with the show talking about lead with your gifts or your purpose. And you talk about that too, your entrepreneur, but you talk about your entrepreneurial gift. Talk about that yeah. as we wrap up the show. What does that mean? And why should people should value that more than anything that they have out there? And maybe they would lead them into the direction that you have, go- you're going male or female entrepreneurship. Right.
1: Your, your entrepreneurial gifts, um will change the world. And that, that sounds really big and strong and it is but, but if you simplify it it's telling you that there is this, there, there's something that is out there that is missing but it's going to be for the bigger and better whole of america and for the country because, because that's 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 where it has to go so when you take your get, whether you're male female whoever you are if you're jumping in this to this entrepreneurial like you know journey you have to be steadfast and what you're doing with, with your mission. And always know that there is layers to entrepreneurship. So when you have a gift and you know you're, you're good at something, whether it's marketing or bringing awareness to, to industries that are not, you know, men and female are not in, involved in, you've got to really take that and proceed with how you're going to make change. Wow. figure out how you're going to make change, but get a team, build a team around you. Get a strong team that really aligns with your mission. And you once know, you do that, you, um, you know, win. you're on the road to success.
6: Ms. B- Miss McArdle, um, when you come down here, you know, we walk down the street. We're going to walk down the street together because you are amazing. Yep, yep. And when you see me, you know I'm going to do that little salsa dance just to get you to smile and laugh because you know I can't do anything but that. <laughs> but thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation because you're fantastic. You truly are a leader. She's the founder CEO of Brewmaster, a rhythm brewing company, affectionately known. She's affectionately known as Lady Lager. She made history by becoming the first African American woman owned. Beer brand in the state of Connecticut. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. I appreciate you.
5: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Live on WCLK. Money Making Conversations Live with Rashaun McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Incorporated in conjunction with WCLK. The executive producers for 3815 Media Incorporated are Adele Henderson and Samantha Taylor. And the producer for WCLK is Jami Wellman. Join Money Making Conversations every big Tuesday from 6pm to 7pm. More information about 3815 Media Incorporated is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
4: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
6: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up? It's man Carlos
5: Miller of the 85 South Shore. Do me a favor. Make sure you check out the black market hosted by me. Only on the 85 South Show feed. Subscribe to the 85 South Show to hear and tune in to the black market. Hear amazing interviews with entrepreneurs, creatives, and thought leaders. People who are doing amazing things in the black community. Listen to the black market on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.